0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Back at you. Uh, topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville Pound three, six, three, six. You know, uh, since you're all political animals, got to ask about the big story. Of course, uh, you know, you alluded to it earlier, the uh, SNC-Lavalin scandal. And now it turns out Jody Wilson-Raybould uh, may testify tomorrow before the Justice Committee. Andrew Scheer wants Justin Trudeau to testify around the horn. Uh, Kim, let me ask you first of all. Is there anything of consequence going to come out of this? Uh, I mean, if Jody Wilson-Raybould, first of all, testifies, will that change anything? Andrew Shearer said on this program last week, that ship's already sailed. It's almost like, uh, regardless, there's still more of a smoking gun here, uh, no matter what she says at this point.
1: Well, I think she has a lot to account for. She has talked about wanting to tell her truth, and I think uh, Canadians are looking for that. I'm not sure this has hit every Canadian yet, but it certainly has captivated everyone just because of how terribly run the communication strategy and the political strategy has been for the prime minister's office. What's interesting about uh, <laughs> what Mr. Shear is trying to do is he wants to have the visual of the prime minister on a stand. And for going into an election season, that is political gold. I also think it's kind of cute and cheeky that they are saying no later than March the 15th, which for those of us who read far too many Shakespeare novels and and plays the the Ides Ides of of March Mm. and uh, beware the Ides of March. And so we'll see how this shakes out. But that's exactly what uh, Mr. Shear would love than uh, more than uh, having the prime minister on the stand. All
0: right. Well, you're talking about this then uh, having a lot more oxygen. Whereas if you read some of the editorials or the opinion pieces in the Toronto Star, they're saying let's move on. Nothing much to see here anymore. Kristen, uh, how do you see it?
2: I I don't think f- for the next eight months this will go away. This is you know great story for the conservatives going into the next election, and they will continue to push it and. And at any angle, they can just uh, and, and having the prime minister on the stand again is is perfect for that narrative.
0: All right. And so, Omar, you think uh, this is something where the liberals will continue to twist in the wind almost indefinitely to hear both uh, Kim and Kristen say?
3: Yeah, well, tomorrow's going to be a dumpster fire. Uh, This whole issue has been a bit of a dumpster fire for them the last couple of weeks. I don't, I don't, I I do have some sympathy for them though, right? Because what we've had is imagine somebody, imagine you're in an army and all of a sudden one of your soldiers gets up and takes their machine gun and just starts shooting at your own, at at their own soldiers. That's essentially what we've had here. They didn't really (laughs) actually know. Uh, what uh, Jody Wilson Raybould's uh, specific concerns were until she uh, until she presented them at that cabinet meeting last week,
1: or right? when they talked to her before Christmas and tried to pressure her into changing her opinion.
3: Okay, so <laughs>
0: well, no, I mean no. she makes a point the, yeah. by virtue of just sending for her, like Lefty uh, in Donny Brasco. She got sent for. Uh, that's a form of pressure right off the top, isn't
3: it? Well, you know, I so. It's a very nuanced issue, right? So I, I used to work for an Ontario Attorney General, uh, and, and there is a very clear distinction between uh, the Attorney General's role as a minister and that as a, as a law officer, so the Chief Law Officer of the Crown. It is legitimate for, the, for other members of Cabinet to talk to an Attorney General about broader issues around context. What is not legitimate is to, is to give a, provide a direction to an Attorney General with, with respect to a criminal prosecution. We haven't heard any evidence yet yet that that has happened we'll see what she says tomorrow but i think the bigger i think the bigger tragedy of this whole issue is it's completely derailed the liberal's message uh and quite frankly you know uh, other issues like excuse me other issues like like andrew Scheer last week uh sharing a stage with with you know faith goldie a neo nazi sympathizer uh-huh. uh, at, at a rally in ottawa that got completely uh, washed over
1: Gosh, if only Scott Bryson hadn't resigned. Oh wait, yeah. You oh know, look, Omar, can you, you can spin this all you want, but at the end of all of this,
3: I called it a dumpster fire. I don't think I was spinning it.
1: But but then you, actually, you know, that that you,
0: is an optimist look at
3: things. That, it's That is far worse. optimistic.
1: I mean, look, we've seen uh, some pretty big dumpster fires, and we'll see what it is. I mean, she is a former crown prosecutor. There is, she knows what her role and responsibilities as the attorney general for the country is. She did not agree with any of the people who were sent to have a conversation with her. And we'll see what she decides, what the tightrope she decides to try to walk in front of this committee is. Uh, You know, does she get into places where it hurts her in uh, future proceedings? You know, she's lawyered up. Everyone's lawyered up. The the important
3: thing here is the decision never changed, right? So the prosecution is proceeding. So despite a months-long, you know, government relations effort, it didn't work. Yeah, they're
1: going to change the law like they were. They probably should have done already.
3: But but the government is proceeding. The Crown is proceeding with the prosecution.
0: All right, Kristen, let me ask you. I mean, because as you're saying, this could fester for the next eight months. Uh, is it possible to? It draws into relief as well. Other uh, ethic violations on the part of the prime minister. I think he's been cited like uh, four or five times now, uh-huh. hasn't he, by the ethics commissioner. So it's. Now, a pattern recognition thing where it's a connect the dots and this is the M.O. If this is the M.O. of the P.M.O., uh, maybe that's where people it sort sort of starts to crystallize or bring into focus for Canadians. Uh, he's not the transparent guy he said he was at the outset and there was going to be accountability and doing government differently. I mean, he's a oh, scandal plagued as anybody.
2: Absolutely. I mean, the Liberals have given the Conservatives basically carte blanche to say, this man cannot be prime minister again um, he, there have been so many screw ups in the last 2 years and and it is it just continues there's there is nothing that changes there's nothing that gets better it just continues it's a pattern that if reelected for the if the liberals are reelected it will continue again i don't think that uh, that it's something that will change. So,
0: you think we've reached a critical mass or a tipping point? I mean, to use a common parlance, now that people have started to see it in that light.
2: I, th- I think so. I think a lot of people do. I mean, it, it does show that that uh, Prime Minister Trudeau is is not. Uh, has not proven himself to be the great leader of Canada that he said he would be that the Liberals portrayed him to be
0: and now, in the absence of your buddy Omar uh, Gerald Butts, I mean he's still yeah. going to be pulling strings in the background, isn't he
2: well, I'm sure I'm sure the
3: Prime Minister will ask him his opinion from time to time. but look. <laughs> I think the I think you know you're talking about these these so-called ethics violations. One of them was the fact that he accepted a pair of sunglasses from the P, from the premier of, of PEI. Mm. I think that's much less important than Andrew Scheer standing with a neo-Nazi <laughs> sympathizer. I, uh-huh. I'm sorry, I
0: think this is a very mm. important issue. I think the, it was the, a doppelganger, our, wasn't it?
3: No, the the, <laughs> our, the 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 leader of Her Majesty's loyal opposition mm. thinks it's okay, and everybody knew she was going to be at that event. Mm. Thinks it's okay to go to go speak and stand on the same stage. As a, somebody who who appeared on a neo-Nazi podcast, I think that's the real issue Canadians should. How well, come facing. the Prime
0: Minister didn't come out of the House of Commons and uh, address the Yellow vests who had come in, the truckers from uh, ma- Alberta, all, all the way from because, Alberta?
3: Because a lot of them have legitimate concerns, one hundred percent. But if you go on their Facebook page, uh, if you go on their in, on their Facebook mm. forum, there's comments about deporting Muslims from this country. There's mm. comments about arresting Muslim members of uh, of Parliament. Uh, there is, a, there is a lot of hate spewing from, from, from online portals associated with this group. Not all of them agree with that, 100%. But that's not a place, in my opinion, for an elected official uh, of this country to be present at. I'm let's sorry. come
0: back in a moment. More topics worthy of discussion. You want to talk about virtue signaling. Uh, let's get to the Oscars and what happened last night. In a moment with our panel, uh, Omar Khan, Kim Wright, and Kristen Carmichael Greb on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.